Being fiscally <laughs> responsible is vitally important if you want to have flex- flexibility and even a little bit of comfort in life. But sometimes it's just not enough on its own. The good news is American financing can help bridge that gap between you and financial freedom. If you're a homeowner, for example, you could be paying too high of a percentage on your mortgage. It's time for you to give American Financing a call and talk to them about refinancing. If you have debts, especially high interest credit card debt, talk to them about it. They can walk you through consolidation loans. They can put you in a place where you don't have to feel all of this pressure all of the time. They're a family owned business. They work for you, not the bank. Call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Radio program starts nationally in just a moment. program i can't take the left on the border i can't do it i can't do it uh good thing we've got a couple of really powerful guests on today's program we have jd vance on we also have congressman chip roy here in about 30 minutes that's gonna kind of hopefully open a open a, a valve so i don't blow a gasket and start bleeding from my eyes on this. We'll talk about that. Also, also, what is coming our way? Uh, the, the world is changing rapidly, and we better ask ourselves some moral and ethical questions right now before it's too late. We begin there in 60 seconds. When was it that you discovered that you, you couldn't do the things that you loved? What was it? We have that thing. For me, it was painting and being with my children and playing with my children. Couldn't do it. It was hard because of the pain. Well, now I don't have that pain. I can paint up a storm. I can play with my kids. I can do what I want to do because of relief factor. It is a uh, drug that is, well, it's actually not a drug. It's a natural therapeutic has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain that we deal with and a source of really all of our, most of our cancers and everything else. It's really bad. Three week quick start developed for you is 1995. If you're like me and ibuprofen's never done anything, that only attacks your inflammation one way. This has four different routes it takes and it works for me. ReliefFactor.com, 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1995, three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. 
18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson. He was hit and killed by a man driving a car in North Dakota. Now, that is a horrible story. But when you find out it wasn't an accident, it gets bad. When you find out all of the details, it gets much worse. This 18-year-old was out on the street. He was in a street dance. And he called his mom and said, Mom, can you come and rescue me? I am being chased by Shannon Brandt. Do you know him? She said, yeah, I do. How do you know him? And he's like, he's chasing me right now with his car. So when she finally reached him, he was already dead. Shannon Brandt had run over this kid, intentionally killing him. Now, again, that's gotten worse, right? What makes it even worse than all of that is that he's the one who called 911 to to report, quote, the crash. Now, he did that after he fled the scene, but he called and he said, I ran over him because he was part of a Republican extremist group. And we had a political argument and he was calling people to come get Brandt. No, he's actually calling his mom and saying, help me, mom, help me. Now, the judge uh, asked him to post $50,000 bail. He says he's not a flight risk. Listen to this. New developments tonight in the death of a teenager at a Foster County street dance. According to court papers, it wasn't an accident, but they say a politically motivated attack. WDAY News reporter Matt Henson broke the story for you online today. He joins us live tonight for why the driver confessed to police. Matt? Dan and Kirsten, according to court papers, moments before he was killed, 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson called his mom to come rescue him because 41-year-old Shannon Brandt was chasing him in the city of McHenry where the street dance had just wrapped up. The papers don't indicate how Kaylor Ellingson was being chased, but by the time his mom could get there, her son was dead. Well, I don't understand the differences. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt had a tough time understanding the charges against him, vehicular homicide, and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. He's actually the one that called 911 uh, to report the crash. Police say it happened in this alley around 2.30 Sunday morning after the street dance. Court papers show Brandt told the 911 dispatcher that he just hit Kaylor Ellingson because the teen was part of a Republican extremist group and was calling people to come get Brandt after a political argument. Ellingson's mom told police her son called her just before the crash, asking if she knew Brandt, and she said she did. She does not believe her son knew Brandt. Still trying to determine exactly what all transpired at the time of the crash, but prior to that as well. Police say Brandt was drunk when he hit and killed Ellingson with his SUV. We do not know of any witnesses. Uh, We still are making uh, attempts to interview potential witnesses from the street dance people that were present uh, prior to the crash happening. A judge ordered Brandt held on $50,000 cash, which he objected, saying he's not a flight risk. A job and a a life and a house and things that I don't exactly want to see, you know, go by the wayside. Family. 
that are very important to me. Oh, oh, I get it. He has family that he cares about. He has a job and a life that he doesn't want to see go away. This guy, the most disturbing thing is he doesn't understand. When they say he didn't understand the charges, he was sober during that. Um, He doesn't understand why he can't hit a kid if he calls him a Republican extremist. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you. I want to give you one more story. This one is from Berlin. An art festival in Berlin, Germany, offered race-based admission pricing. They want to talk about extremists. We all know what comes out of Germany. According to an ad for the event, white Germans could attend for free or without a donation of their choice. Jews and all other attendees had to pay $80 a piece. The Aryan Feast, Imagining a White World, a three-hour event hosted last Sunday, sponsored by the Berlin Gallery of Traditional Art, was promoted as a culinary event celebrating white artists and writers through food. Uh, At our table, the event description states, guests participate in an experience that weaves together food and art, where experts work with white artists to create a multi-course, vegan, uh, uh, traditional Aryan meal. While guests were eating, they were also regaled with the works of Wagner by the Munich Aryan Orchestra and Chorale. Anybody surprised that Germany would go this way when it is in trouble financially, when the pressures and why are you why are you not surprised by this story? Hopefully you find it offensive. I know you do find it offensive and horrifying. But why? Because the Germans have been trained for a very long, long, long time. And the Nazi thing is real. Let me actually give you the right way to read this story. This is, this is actually the, the real story. An event at an art festival in Portland, Oregon, offered race-based admission pricing. According to an ad for the event, black folks could attend for free or with a donation of their choice. All other attendees had to pay $80 a piece. The Black Feast, Black Imaginarial, a three-hour event hosted last Sunday and sponsored by the Portland Institute for Contemporary Art, was promoted as a culinary event celebrating Black artists and writers through food. At our table, the event description states guests participate in an experience that weaves together food and art, where experts work with black artists to create a multi-course vegan gluten-free meal based off the artist's work. While guests uh, had their multi-course vegan meal, they were also regaled with interpretive dance. The only thing you didn't have to change was vegan. <laughs> I know. I know. For both. I know. It worked for both. So... Does anybody notice a problem here? 
between the speech that the president gave just blood red behind him and Marines standing behind him, he declared that there are undesirables, that there is a disease of vermin in our society. And we now have our first case of violence where the guy doesn't even understand why he couldn't run somebody over if he claims that they were a a extremist Republican. You have the seeds being planted right now. Now, let me give you another story. This is why we better find our way to our our morals and our principles fast. Left-wing activist and Harvard prodigy David Hogg said he would much rather have a Porsche and a Portuguese water dog and golden doodle than children because, quote, it's better for the environment. I'm never planning on having kids. See, here's where we agree. We agree. We can cross lines, right? Can we agree? I agree with David Hogg. It's nice to come together on something this important. Yeah, he should never have children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He said, I would much rather own a Porsche and have the uh, water dog and golden uh, uh, doodle. Uh, Long term, it's cheaper. Better for the environment. Kids are the new boats, he said. Yes, like kids are nice, but most people can't afford them. So it's nice to have friends with one, but not to have one yourself. Okay, anti-family, anti-human. Next story. A week ago, Biden released an executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for sustainable, self and a safe and secure American bioeconomy. In the order... Biden administration calls for dramatically increasing funding for biotech development, including gene editing. Quote, for biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals. Could I ask, because I, maybe I missed the memo and the meeting, when did we decide our societal goals? And those societal goals, what does bioengineering have to do with it? To help us achieve our societal goals, the United States needs to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way which we write software and program computers. We need the power to unlock biological data, including through uh, computing tools and artificial intelligence. Um, We also must ensure the use of biotechnology and biomanufacturing are ethical and responsible and are centered on a foundation of equity and common public good advancing racial equality and support the underserved communities through federal government they must also be consistent with a respect for human rights okay so we have an equitable investment in biotechnology okay i'm gonna give you one more story 
And all of these stories will link together. All of these stories will show you. You better get to a group of people that think like you do. And start talking about these things, taking them seriously and standing up for them. You cannot be silent anymore. What is being well, I'll show you what's being drawn. Give you one last story, and I think it'll all come together for you in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look, I know you. I know you are worried about being responsible. You're worried about all taking care of all the things you have to do. Um, and on top of it, keeping your financial house in order. You are a responsible, hardworking American. You have a vision of the future that you're working toward. I don't know what our societal goals are, but your goal, I can kind of guess you want some financial freedom. You want to pursue the things that you want to do. You want to be able to put food on the table. Well, it's getting tougher and tougher to do so, especially if you have high interest credit cards. Would you please give American Financing a call today? Don't wait. This is a company that's been helping people like you with home loan options for over two decades. They actually care about saving you money, whether it's refinancing your mortgage for a lower fixed rate, providing other types of loans, or even just helping you find ways to raise your credit score, which is incredibly important. American Financing will see you through. May I suggest you call them this morning? Interest rates are going up again today. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, let me just recap the stories that we have just covered. The driver in North Dakota a 41-year-old driver ran over an 18-year-old because of a political argument. That's what he says, a political argument. And the 18-year-old was a Republican extremist. And so he had to run over him with his car. The next story is the Portland event that is celebrating black uh, culture and food. I don't have a problem with this, but you're charged 80 bucks to get in. If you're white, it's free for you if you are black. Um, then Biden, a week ago, started talking about to accomplish our um, our societal goals, which I don't know what they are. He wants to be able to fund uh, through a, an executive order biotechnology, not a problem with biotechnology, but the government is now going to be doing this, and it's going to be based on metrics that are equitable. Last one. I'm going to take you back to 2017. At the World Economic Forum, they were doing an interview. Klaus Schwab was doing an interview with um, Sergey, what's his face, um, from Google, Sergey Brin. They were talking about transhumanism. And forcing implants into the brains of humans and tracking their every thought. Transhumanist artificial intelligence touches, touches every single one of Google's main projects, ranging from search to photos to ads, Bryn said. 
he said, it touches everything we do, end quote. So now, after he says all of this, Schwab tells those in the audience that within 10 years, everyone on Earth will be wearing brain implants. Within 10 years, that would be 2027. This will allow the WEF, uh, WEF and associates to, quote, measure your brain waves. Can you imagine, I'm quoting, in 10 years when we're sitting here, we have an implant in our brains so I can immediately feel because all of you will have implants. I can measure your brain waves. I can immediately tell you how the people react or feel how the people react to your answers. You cannot stop it, Schwab bragged. Okay. Can you imagine any technology that is more dangerous than an implant that allows the government or anyone to know exactly what you're feeling and thinking? I I can't think of one. Let me go back through the stories. Let me go back one step. Genetic engineering and technologies to be able to write circuitry. To predictably program biology in the same way we write software and program computers. Okay, that part of that will be brain implants. But more importantly, that is about having the children you want. That's about perfecting the races. That's about making sure you weed out the wrong thoughts and the wrong kind of people. And you go to someone intentionally running someone over because they disagree with you politically and they think that's okay. Gang, we are going to make the Nazis look like rookies if we don't get off this road right now. We all have to stand together in peace and love and we have to go out and vote. 50% turnout is the voter turnout in an off-year election. 50%. It better be 100% of independents and people who understand the fire that's coming this way. There's an old saying about charity which goes like this. Give until it hurts and then give a little bit more. Um, I believe that if we want the government to do less, we have to do more. One of the right causes is taking care of families of the people who have helped keep us safe and free when the unthinkable happens. The unthinkable does happen sometimes. Let me tell you about a group that goes above and beyond to do good in that space. It's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, a charity which was formed after 9-11. They understand the solemn, sacred mandate to care about and to care for our first responders and our military service members that don't come home. And then young children are left behind. Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift that financial burden and bring their family to stability. This is a simple thing that we can do. $11 a month is what T2T would like you to get involved with and make it on a monthly monthly, um, commitment with your family. T, the number two, T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers, T2T. Dot org. Go there now, do your own homework, and help. 
Join the movement at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. You want to understand the world, the Rosetta Stone to understanding the news of the day is my new book. It is called The Great Reset. It's available everywhere. Okay, so let's just go through some of the uh, stories here. Venezuela, we now know, are emptying their prisons and sending violent criminals to our border. We had a record 2 million illegals apprehended at our southwest border this year. 2 million that we caught. Probably 3 million is the real total. In that 3 million... um, We had uh, another 12 caught just last month. Another 12. Now, these are special illegals. These are on the terror watch list. Remember, you heard a story. There are 24 people that were found, you know, on the terror watch list. Nah. mm -mm. Let me give you the stats on this. In 2017, two people got through that are on the terror watch list. 2018, six. 2019, zero. 2020, last year of, of Trump. Two, first year of Biden, 15. And so far this year, 78 from the terror watch list have come through our border that we know of. Chip Roy is with us now. Hello, Chip. How are you, sir? Doing great, Glenn. Uh, Great to be on the show, although uh, not doing great about the state of our border and what it means for your and my home state of Texas or this whole country, but uh, but uh, blessed to live in this country and keep fighting for it. Um, Chip, uh, by the way, he's the congressman from Texas. I don't think I can take any more of this from, uh, you know, the the northern states saying, hey, we're not a Texas border town. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? That they should just take it? Well, it, there is a certain irony in that, right? Uh, you know, listening to the D.C. city councilwoman and the mayor saying, oh, well, you know, we don't have the resources to deal with that. Texas does. So, wait, hold on a second. By resources, you mean all of our towns getting absolutely overwhelmed and inundated, our schools having to deal with massive numbers or actually shut down because of bailouts and the danger posed to them in South Texas, our ranches getting diluted, fen- deluged, fences getting cut, uh, children dying from fentanyl poisoning, uh, you know, people living in stash houses. And then you go look at the Washington, D.C., Glenn. You know, oh, they wake up now and go, oh, my gosh, there were 50 shipped to, to Martha's Vineyard, and we had 100 dropped off at, you know, uh, Kamala Harris's house. There were 73 people found in a stash house in Washington, D.C. in early August. Twelve of them were kids. This is real. It's in our nation's capital. There are uh, cartels. There was a headline in Baltimore just about a month ago about the dangers of cartels uh, engaged in Baltimore. In Virginia, in Culpeper, Virginia talked to a sheriff last week when I was meeting with the moms who have lost their children to fentanyl, and they busted a cartel operation in Culpeper, Virginia, one hour west of our nation's capital. It's happening. This administration knows it. They're lying about it, and they need to absolutely have to face consequences for what they're doing to our country. So, Chip, I mean, I, I, I'm so frustrated. I, I could pop a gasket um, when I start thinking about this. They're now comparing the GOP governors saying that they're like human traffickers. 
You don't need like human traffickers. You have human traffickers on the border. Human trafficking has never been this bad in America. And the Biden administration is creating and funding those human traffickers. No, that's exactly right. And, and I just want to pause there for a second, right? You know, those of us who love our country, we're people of faith. We're watching human beings being used as political pawns by these Democrats. Yet they then point the finger at Governor Abbott or Governor DeSantis for highlighting the problem by moving people who largely volunteered for it, moving them to another place in the country to essentially wake people up because MSNBC and CNN and The Washington Post and New York Times, and they all refuse to report on it. There's a block of people in our country who don't know what's going on. If you're a listener out there, stop making nice when you go to your churches and you go to your community groups and you don't want to talk about these things. Tell everybody. Wake people up because your children are dying from the fentanyl as a result of the open borders. Your families are going to get endangered by cartels and gangs. This administration is causing it, but let's be honest. Republicans are allowing it to happen, and that's why I'm calling on ending the continued funding of this crap. I don't know how Republicans can fund the very things they campaign against. We shouldn't give one more penny to a Homeland Security or administration that refuses to secure our border. Uh, uh, Amen. Amen. But I don't think Turtle Face has the the courage to do it. Um, Let me ask you about the Soros-funded lawsuit uh, against Florida. Uh, violating these uh, illegals, their constitutional right. They don't have constitutional rights. You don't have constitutional rights. But here's Soros funding this. Well, obviously, and you mentioned it with the Soros-funded effort, like the lawyers are seeking them out to go, you know, turn them into, uh, again, political pawns. Um, and it's absurd to say that individuals who came to our country uh, illegally, came here making some claims this administration and then dumping them into the United States, endangering our people, that for some reason governors moving them around our country are somehow violating rights that they don't really have under the Constitution. Well, wait a minute. What is, the, dif- what is the difference between uh, DeSantis or, or uh, Abbott moving these people to Washington, D.C. or uh, Martha's Vineyard in, in the daytime as opposed to the federal government moving them all over the country, well, we don't even know where they go. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right. The federal government has been distributing people throughout this country. Let's go a step further. How about every non-governmental organization, every charity, every group and church organization and Catholic charities and all the ones that are neck deep in all of this that are running uh, and putting people into hotels in South Texas that are literally going and coordinating, picking people up and distributing them around the country. And by the way, Glenn, this is really important, okay? People are saying, oh, but they're seeking asylum. Hold on. The vast majority of these right now are not even claiming asylum. They're not even being worked through any adjudication of a claim for asylum. They're literally being brought into a tent. For example, in Eagle Pass, it's four acres. They're put in through a system. It's all, it's all set up just to process them and release them under parole or a notice to appear, which is an absolute abomination and a violation of both the letter and the spirit of the law. Uh, it's being done purposely. It's abusive. They're the ones moving human beings and trafficking human beings, and the blood is on their hands. The little girl getting raped in a stash house as we speak. The American that is dying from fentanyl poisoning as we speak. The people who are going to be endangered by the criminals you alluded to coming from Venezuela or across this world. The terrorists you're talking about. It's just a matter of time. 
and Republicans ought to stand up and fight for the American people. I will tell you, this sheriff in Bear County um, uh, that is is investigating. Is he the FBI now investigating what happened in Florida with DeSantis flying these people up? He doesn't he doesn't claim anything is illegal. He just says, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. When are we in basing investigations on feelings? Second of all, this is the same guy who in his county, you had, what, 50 people die in the back of a truck. Did he care about that? Well, you know, it's a really good point. Uh, and, you know, I've got a great relationship with a lot of the line uh, police officers in San Antonio, uh, some sheriff's deputies. Uh, this is nothing more than Sheriff Salazar playing politics and doing so in a way that would endanger Texans. I want to be very clear to any, any of my listeners out there in, in, in San Antonio, my constituents, this is an absolute abomination what the sheriff is doing. He should be challenged for it. Uh, he should be you know, removed from office and someone needs to go take him down uh, to, in terms of his political career. And we should replace him with somebody else. It's absurd. You have 53 people, as you said, dying in a tractor trailer in San Antonio. You have people that uh, that we can't even get a lot of our cases brought on drug crimes because they don't prosecute them because liberals have taken over the DA's office and because you've got uh, this kind of weak leadership. We need strong leadership in our cities to root out crime, and we don't need these kind of political games where this is very specific going after DeSantis because DeSantis is daring to say that we ought to highlight this uh, by uh, you know, moving people around the country uh, so that people can understand what's happening to Texas and to Florida and to other states that are bearing the brunt of this. It's absurd. I don't even I, I, how how do cities claim to be sanctuary cities and then say, oh, we don't we can't take these people. How How is that possible? Well, that, well, that was the D.C. councilwoman. I can't remember her name who said, oh, you know, she was one complaining. Oh, they're turning us into a border town. Like, Hold on a second. You called for the abolition of ICE. You were out lauding D.C. as far back as six or seven years ago, you and, and, and Muriel Bowser, the, the uh, mayor here, saying you're a sanctuary city. And you're complaining about 100 being dropped off. We're getting three or 4,000 a day rolling across the border in Texas There's, uh, that are being apprehended, not even counting the gotaways. I mean, the extent to which people are burying their head in the sand. And I want to go back to the fentanyl crisis because I've seen four people die in Hayes County, which I represent. I've seen people high profile or people not, uh, you know, the people don't know. And what, talking to moms, I was at a roundtable last week with 12 moms who have all buried their kids because of fentanyl poisoning. And the American people don't understand. We're talking about pills. We're talking about one pill can kill because it was cooked up in a, in a cartel backyard funded by Chinese fentanyl. We actually had some law enforcement in Harris County the other day who mistakenly took a pill because it looked like candy that was laced with fentanyl that they had from product. I mean, I'm telling you, people don't know what's happening. In the 80s, Glenn, the cocaine epidemic that we had, 10,000 people dying a year. We're talking 107,000 deaths from opioids and and, and drugs last year, 72,000 of it is fentanyl. It's a major problem, and it's because we're not securing a border. So I just I, I would like to add something. I had fentanyl um, when I was in the hospital and it almost killed me. And I read the box that it comes in. It was a patch. My wife could not touch the patch when she was putting it on because it could kill her just by putting her finger where the fentanyl was. OK, 
Okay? That's how dangerous it is. On the box, it says for end of life use only. We have, remember, it doesn't take a lot to kill you. 2,300 pounds of fentanyl came across our southern border in August. That's 100 pounds more than July. And 13,000 pounds this year. What are we doing, America? Hey, Glenn, to be clear, and, and, and that those numbers are exactly right from the perspective of Border Patrol apprehension, but that does not count what got through. That does not count what is coming along with the known gotaways. That does not count what DPS in Texas, our law enforcement, have intercepted after it's gotten past Border Patrol. In other words, the numbers are massively higher than even that. And when you look at fentanyl, just so everybody understands, one to two milligrams can kill you. That fits on the end of a pencil. That's what we're talking about. When I say one pill can kill, every listener out there, forget politics for a minute. Go make sure that your children, your grandchildren, your loved ones, the people that you care about know this. You take a Xanax, you take a Adderall, you take something that looks like candy. If it's laced with fentanyl, you die. And it is, uh, it is getting distributed throughout our country. We stopped two girls in Arizona about two months ago with 500,000 pills in their car. In Good. Texas, we stopped a car with 100,000 pills in it. This is a direct consequence of this administration, but I want to be equally uh, uh, critical. It's Republicans funding the government that is carrying out this tyranny against the American people in the form of open borders, hiring IRS agents, uh, having our energy uh, getting absolutely destroyed by this administration, continuing vaccine mandates, which are harming our men and women in the military. Uh, We have got to stop uh, enabling this, Glenn. Republicans, we can stop it. Just stop. Not one more penny. Why would you fund the very things you campaign against? That's what I don't understand about Republicans. So I'm going to keep doing that. And credit to Kevin McCarthy yesterday. Kevin said, hey, if they're not going to do anything about the border, we should not be voting to fund the CR. That's a big statement. That's a big statement. I'd like to see him back it up. He'd have my support if he backs that up. Uh, I'm not sure he has the the courage and cojones to do it. Uh, Being from Texas, you know what that means. But... Uh, I hope that he does. I hope the Republicans actually mean what they say. Chip Roy from the great state of Texas um, in the U.S. House. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Chip. By the way, you have to square your shoulders and stand up straight. You are on the right side of history. You are on the right side. It is so clear, this battle of good versus evil. Who is actually helping people traffic children? Is it DeSantis and the GOP? Or is it this government that is, that is turning its blind eye and allowing the cartels, allowing China to come in with boatloads of fentanyl? Our children are at risk. And what are we fighting about? We're fighting another evil Having, having a debate on whether or not you can mutilate our children in a hospital. You're on the right side of history. Do not shy away. You are on the right side of history. Convenience of modern America life sometimes complicates our, our efforts to maintain our values. For instance, uh, 
It wasn't that long ago. If you wanted to have good cell phone coverage, you had to go with the big boys. Companies like Verizon. So you didn't have a choice. If they were funding Planned Parenthood, which they do, if they were funding Planned Parenthood, you didn't have a choice. You had to do it. I am not giving my money to a company that is fighting for more abortions while I feel abortions are immoral. Patriot Mobile. Switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. If you are a longtime listener of my program, I am about to give you a total shock to the system. Rafe, my adopted son, is 18 (laughs) this year. Seems impossible. Today is his birthday. 18 years ago, we were adopting. That, (laughs) that everybody I've said that to, everybody's gone, Wait, <laughs> what? How old am I? Yeah. It's bizarre. Time flies. The Glenn Beck Program. I got a great, uh, great program coming up for you next uh, hour. Stand by. Um, taking care of your dog's health and happiness is about getting a whole lot easier for you. The answer is Rough Greens. And it was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black to give your dog the essential nutrients he or she needs that they're probably not getting. Um, it's not a dog food. I mean, if, if you know anything about dog foods, dog foods have to last on the shelf for up to two years, which means they have to be sterilized, which means uh, the, the stuff that's in them is not really good for your dog. All of the good stuff has been, you know, flash uh, fired out of it. So you put this on top of your dog food and it has everything that's just been cooked out. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, the things your dog needs to be healthier. Just try a free trial bag right now. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Pay for the shipping. They'll send this one to you for free just to make sure that your dog likes it. But watch the difference in your dog over the months. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. some good news. Putin said last night in a speech to his own people that he was going to increase uh, his uh, incursion activity. Uh, He said also that uh, the threat of nuclear war is not a bluff. Okay, (laughs) didn't think you were bluffing, but thank you, man, who throws people that disagree with him off the roof. 
Um, and the Department of Homeland Security is buckling down on uh, the border. I think they finally get it. Uh, they have decided to make a massive change. Um, all of their vehicles are going to be electric. Uh, so we've got that. We've got that going for us. Also, good news: Bill and Hillary Clinton are back in the spotlight. Oh, thank goodness! The Clinton Initiative is back. Oh, wait until I tell you about that in 60 seconds. Okay, buying and selling homes is hard work. Most of the time, getting your house ready to sell is trying to herd cats, you know, that all want to go in a different direction. And unless you're used to the so-called art of the deal, going into the negotiating end of the home buying process can be pretty dicey, especially now. Hey, good news, interest rates are going up. And Wells Fargo, God bless them, they just said uh, we should just rip off the Band-Aid and today's interest rate should go up a point and a half, maybe even two points. The stock market, by the way, has been taking a nosedive uh, this week and last week for a couple of reasons. But one is the Fed's going to raise interest rates and they say maybe by three quarters of a point and everybody's panicking. Thank you, Wells Fargo. You're no, you're really good. Oh, oh, that Wells Fargo wagon is running me down in the street every day right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, uh, if you want to buy or sell a house right now, got to have somebody great. Real estate agents I trust.com. Real estate agents I trust.com. Go there now. Free service to you. Okay. Hi, Stu. <laughs> Glenn, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Oh, better now that the Clinton Global Initiative can come back. We've been counting down the days. Oh, we have. You know, it's weird. They they shut down the Global Initiative. Their charitable work all went away after Trump. And uh, wow, that's hmm. It was a sad day when all that corruption, all that charity had to go away but the clinton global initiative is back yeah yes Woo. and bill clinton said the challenges we face are steep but they've been steep for a long time now and the global initiative is always and has always been about what we can do not about what we can't do for instance why talk about you can't set up a fake front for charity and launder money through that. They don't want to talk about what they can't do. They want to know what they can what achieve. They, what right? they can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. Let me just give you a couple of um, a couple of things. BlackRock was there. Yeah. Isn't that great? BlackRock was was there. Uh, and Larry Fink, so aptly named, uh, said, you know, it's time to change the um, the World Bank and the IMF. We need to change the charters. Here he is. We must change the charters of the IMF and the World Bank, or we're, or we're not going to get there. Oh. There's just not. There's just not enough capital. Good applause there. It is estimated to decarbonize yeah. the emerging world is a trillion dollars a year. We're talking maybe a hundred billion dollars is moving into the in the emerging world, and so. Um, but but there's, a, there's huge pools of capital, but that capital is just not equipped to be taking the first loss piece. 
And so if we're really serious about the notion of moving the world faster so our children and grandchildren can have that bright future, it has to be done in a, in, in a way that we're bringing all the governments together. Mm. We have to relook at the, the responsibilities and the roles of the World Bank and the IMF. Mm -hmm. And they play important roles. They have important mm -hmm. connections with all these countries. Mm -hmm. that, wouldn't that be great? We should just get all of the countries together to make rules. You know, we get all the elites together and they can just make these new rules because they know what's best for us. Right. Hey, woman, get me another beer. I'm just sitting here listening to Clayton Initiative because they know what they're talking about. And then you had Unilever. Now, Unilever doesn't own everything yet. But they're working on it. Now, Unilever wanted to warn the Clinton Global Initiative. There is a dangerous backlash that is happening. It's very dangerous. Listen. In 1939, George Orwell wrote that we have sunk to such depths that stating the obvious is the first responsibility of every person. Mm. And he was talking about a book on power um, mm. written by Bertrand Russell, but it applies to today because stating the obvious that we have an emergency, we have a climate emergency, ah. is becoming an unpopular thing to do. This mm. anti-sustainability backlash, mm. this anti-woke backlash um, is incredibly dangerous for the world. And the first thing that Unilever will do is we will not back down on this agenda. Oh, that is great. Mm. Go out and buy your Unilever products, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, just go out and keep Unilever. They're not going to back down because stating the obvious is the most dangerous thing you can do and the, and the, and the thing that every citizen should do. So this anti-woke agenda and the anti-ESG agenda is very dangerous and... We just need to state it, you know, tell the truth, you know. Global warming is going to be solved through a group of corporations that are doing everything behind everybody's back and they're forcing everyone kind of through like mob tactics. And that's the obvious thing. It's going to work by impoverishing people and giving that money to the giant corporations, to the government leaders, politicians. That's what's going to solve global warming. Okay, that's so obvious. Why aren't we all saying that? He is right about one thing, Orwell. You must state the obvious. You must state the obvious. No, men cannot get pregnant. No, you shouldn't be teaching that to my kindergartner, my first grader, my third grader. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, what you do in your own time is cool. But uh, the shop teacher that has the big bazoombas, you, you're working through something. I don't know what it is, but you're working through something to where prosthetic boobs and they, they cover from your shoulders to your waist with giant like grape-like things for nipples out front. And you show up to teach kids in that and a skirt and a wig. There's something wrong with you, okay? If you want to do that in your own time, go ahead, do that in your own time. But you think that's appropriate to do in school? No. I'm going to state the obvious. 
There's something wrong with you. Oh, how can he say that? How does he know what's wrong? You know, because we all really know what's right and wrong. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, I could go both ways on these things are obvious. They are obvious. So begin to state the obvious truth. Okay, so uh, BlackRock, Fink, also said that in the next seven months, we are expecting some skyrocketing energy prices. Um, And uh, the skyrocketing energy prices were shrinking the green premium and causing more investment to flow into green energy sources. Wow, it is almost as if the energy crisis helps the ESG people and the green agenda people. Wouldn't it be weird if we found out that this whole energy crisis was caused by the green energy? Oh man, I should state the obvious. It is. Did we have this energy problem? Oh, I don't know, November 2020? Nope. Energy independent. Why aren't we now? The green agenda. Now, because of the rise in energy prices, we are seeing that uh, the amount of investment dollars that are going into new decarbonization technologies is accelerating. But in the next seven months, we are in transition. And it's not going to be a pretty transition, Fink told the global initiative attendees. Have you heard that from our leadership? Have you have you been told that? Hey, by the way, we wanted to involve you in this. What do you think about getting out of all fossil fuels? No, that's what would happen in a republic. We would have that debate, but we're not allowed to debate. Gee, that's a First Amendment thing, isn't it? Oh, but the First Amendment is wrong. The obvious is for 200 years, this country has made progress. It's had setbacks. It's done things that were wrong. But for 200 years, we all agreed on the fundamental principles that all men are created equal and governments are are created by men to. Oh, my gosh. Did he just say men? Yes, but I have a Y instead of an E. So anyway, uh, created by men to be able to protect those rights and that we're the ones that chart the course. That is no longer true. He says it's not going to be a pretty transition. We have food insecurity worldwide. Wow. Okay, we have food insecurity. So then why is Europe and America now doubling down their attack on farmers? If we have worldwide food insecurity, why would you do that now? He says it's going to be creating a more elevated crisis. We have not yet seen all of the increases that we should expect in food. And we have imbalances in energy right now in the short term. Gee, that's what they're saying behind closed doors at the Clinton Initiative. But I'm not hearing that from our administration. I thought this great new, you know, inflation reduction bill was was really working to bring things down. 
On top of that, we have the European government, the UK government, and the United States government doing quite a large amount of fiscal stimulus at a time when we're seeing record inflation. Huh. He says there's a lack of hope in the world and a growing fear because of economic instability. No, I think the fear is that the people who have caused all these problems have gained even more power. And uh, the fear is that you guys think you're going to win and you have enough power right now to make the world an absolute hellscape until we get back to reason. I think that's the fear. Here's the hope. If there's a lack of hope, it's because there's a lack of faith in God. All of these things he knew about, all of these things have been foretold. All of these things are in his hands. That doesn't excuse us because we were sent here at this time for a reason. You are alive today, not necessarily to make some huge impact. You are to influence the people in your circle. That's it. And your circle might just be your best friend. It might just be your family. But that's enough. But you must stand up. You are on the right side of history. This is all coming undone. And the left knows it. That's why they're saying you're such a danger. And I don't mean Republicans, you guys are just terrorists. I mean why they said at the Global Clinton Initiative, anybody who's against ESG and anti-woke is a real danger. They know they don't have it locked up. And when we begin to stand up with honor, integrity, with peace, but with not the Lamb of God, the Lion of God leading the way, they will sit back down. There's your hope. Find your way to it. Back in a minute. Cynthia wrote about her experience with uh, Relief Factor. She says, last night I was able to sleep through the night without waking up from pain and the cramping from my right hip and leg. It's almost the end of my second week of taking Relief Factor, and it's the first time I felt genuinely hopeful that my life will go back to normal. <laughs> it will never go back to normal. Oh, she's talking about pain. Uh, thank you so much about uh, for Relief Factor, Glenn. Cynthia, I'm so glad that you got your life back. Uh, Relief Factor was developed by doctors, has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of our pain. Three-week quick start developed for you at 1995, just to see if you're like Cynthia or if you're like me. I, I, there's no way this stuff was going to work for me. Oh, yeah, it's all natural, and it fights inflammation. Nothing! Now I could take ibuprofen. Oh, he's, uh, he, I gave him a prescription. Listen, don't drive with that ibuprofen 800. I could take the whole bottle and nothing would happen except my stomach would bleed. This strangely works for me. Just see if it works for you. It's relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. (laughs) 
So, wow, this is a story that sticks out as not making sense to me. The Amalgamated Bank, which is the same bank that refuses to do business with anyone in the gun industry, but also is the union's bank and basically bankrolls the Democratic National Committee. This union bank was behind the successful push to create a new merchant category for gun and ammunition stores, even though, according to Gun Owners of America, union members are usually very pro-gun. The Amalgamated Bank, which works with more than a thousand unions, sub, uh, uh, submitted the application to the International Standards Organization for new codes. And the code is key to creating new tools that all financial institutions must now use to begin detecting and reporting suspicious activity associated with gun trafficking and mass shootings to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. The government agency is charged with safeguarding the financial system from illicit use. We all have to do our part to stop gun violence. Now, see, this doesn't make sense because, I mean, I understand if you don't like guns, but everybody's so focused on controlling every aspect of our life, making sure that you don't fight back you know, in any way, shape, or form, and trying to intimidate you, why would this bank decide to go after the average person's guns or make a list of who has guns or what people are buying? Because I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, if you went out and you bought guns or a gun, some ammunition and a safe, but it was $2,000, would... Would that become suspicious activity that the bank should report? I don't know. Nobody does. Visa doesn't know. Visa, strangely, was completely against this, said this was a very bad thing. Now they just come out and say, we're all for it, you know, and we'll never, we'll never support illegal activity with our cards, but all legal products they'll go ahead they can't stop that it's legal wow hmm okay this is about denying purchases period that's all this is and we need a a dual economy we need another economy tonight on television i'm going to be talking about that i'm going to show you the road to serfdom I'm also going to show you an amazing fact. One of the things I learned uh, about the uh, 15th century during the Renaissance in Florence. Wow. I stood in front of a building and I'm like, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Where was it? Nobody could remember. And I'm like, no, I've stood in front of this building before and I've never been to Florence. And then it dawned on me. Oh, I'm going to show you what I learned. Oh, the mask will come off. The scales will fall from your eyes. Uh, that's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Blaze TV. That will be 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I think like 11.15 Aleutian Time. So make sure you... I have no idea. Make sure that you join us now. Uh, and join us at Blaze TV. Become a subscriber. BlazeTV.com. BlazeTV.com. 
Um, just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and save right now. And we will see you tonight at nine. And we don't have any episodes or anything worth seeing before. Do we, Stu? Anything before that show at nine? It's a powerhouse. I've, uh, I don't hang know, on, we're out of time. Wait, I'm but I, sorry. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. The time for sitting on the fence about your home finances has come and gone. We are entering a period of intense economic pressure. Most of the warning signs are already receding in the rearview mirror. You cannot and should not wait around for the economy to magically fix itself. I can think, uh, I think that you do know. Um, that the people in charge just watch the Fed today. Oh, and then join me tonight. You're going to love it. But anyway, watch what they're doing. Call American Financing today. This is a company that's been helping people just like you with loan options for over two decades. They actually care about helping you save money so you can refinance your mortgage to a lower fixed rate. If you have an adjustable, God help you. They will also provide other types of loans, even just helping you find ways to raise your credit score, which is incredibly important right now. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. It's the home of Stu Does America. What? Also, Glenn Beck and some other stuff. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Oh, my. It is. Seriously. This is good, what's happening in uh, Russia right now. Um, Vladimir Putin, who just put a Russian pop uh, singer, pop star, one of the biggest stars, I guess, who would she be like? Beyonce? Um, One of the biggest stars, um, all kinds of awards from Putin, even. Uh, He's just arrested his uh, or her uh, husband because uh, he spoke out against the war. And so Putin declared him a foreign agent. And now she's saying, I want to be declared a foreign agent, too. If really my husband's a foreign agent, then I must be one, too. Um, Keep that to yourself. Don't don't know. It probably won't end well for you. Stay away from windows and rooftops. I'm just saying. Uh, Yesterday, last night, in a very unusual and still unexplained move, Vladimir Putin was two hours late for his speech. He is always on time. The nation waited and waited and waited for him to give this groundbreaking speech on Ukraine. It was late. Uh, After two hours, the Russian news agency said, go to bed. He's not coming. He gave it uh, in the morning, which is late last night, our time. And uh, he uh, he he did make some announcements, uh, which, you know, wonderful. He um, announced a partial military mobilization putting the country's people and economy on a wartime footing. Um, he, he said, we have to turn Ukraine's people into cadden, uh, cannon fodder. Uh, he said, mobilization events would begin Wednesday, today. 
He didn't say what that was other than he had ordered an increase in funding to boost Russia's weapons production. Um, he uh, he's also now telling uh, the uh, the industries what they should and shouldn't make. I can't think of the last time because Germany just did that. They've just taken over some companies and they're like, hey, we got to take over because, you know, we've got an emergency on our hands. When was the last time Germany and Russia were telling their companies what to make? Oh, man, there was a. Was it when they wanted, went into the Beetle production in the 1960s? Oh, no, that, that happened earlier, too. I can't remember. But uh, the partial mobilization is kind of hazy. Uh, he wants citizens to contribute more to the war effort, uh, but they haven't declared war. This is a special military operation. He said, I reiterate, we are talking about partial mobilization. That is only citizens who are currently in the reserves will be subject to constrict constriction, conscription. And above all, those who served in armed forces have a certain military specialty and relevant experience. Conscripts, uh, conscripts will be uh, obligatory and they'll go through the additional military training based on the experience of the special military operation before departing to the unit. So he's calling everybody up. He also said that uh, uh, it, it, nuclear options are on the table. No joke. He said this isn't a joke. I, I don't know if he was making fun of Joe Biden, but he said it's it's not a joke uh, that nuclear uh, options are on the table i've seen the translated as not a bluff yeah as well yeah okay which neither one makes me feel good no 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 I, I no nope and what makes me feel worse is i'm seeing msnbc and cnn uh run you know the chiron at the bottom of the screen uh joe biden is going to be speaking now at the un and it's saying uh he's about to give a critical speech about the war. What worries you with this? Critical. What worries you with this situation overall, though? Not just the speech from Biden, but Russia, Ukraine. What do you see as the... the Nuclear war? Just, I mean, how does that happen? How, how, how does how, that happen? Yeah. Um, the, uh, we have a guest... Can we can we ask to push back? I'm I'm so sorry. We just got the the president's speech is is coming. Um, the uh, what, what's what I think it could happen is I think that the world leadership they want war. The way to change everything is to have a war because everybody's so concerned about war that mm, oh well, who cares about the dollar or replacing it or you are no longer doing that job or we don't have fertilizer. All of that stuff becomes secondary to a global war. Mm. Um, Putin knows this. The Western leadership clearly knows this. I fear that Putin could do something that would be provocative and we will jump in and escalate. And before you know it, we're in nuclear war. Look, uh, can we would you describe this? Let's do play by play on this. This is from Princeton University. This was plan A. What would happen if Russia dropped a tactical nuke 
uh, on Ukraine or somewhere in that area, just a tactical nuke, which is not, you know, Hiroshima, what would happen? Well, would you like to play a game? Plan A. Uh, What follows is a description of how conflict between Russia and the United States could escalate from conventional war to all-out war. Uh, The first, nuclear warning shots. Um, The simulation begins with the concept of conventional conflict, and Russia uses one plane to drop a a nuclear weapon, non-conventional, and... uh, it's a little slow. There it is. There's there's the one bomb. So they drop one bomb. What is our response? This is what I fear. Our response. D- Joe Biden is the tough guy. I mean, he was with corn pop on the mean streets by the pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and he is a tough guy that, oh, yeah, well, I'll show Putin. So they go into the tactical plan which our response what is our response here Stu? can you see that so small i can't nato responds uh and i think they they uh respond by sending uh three planes and we start to drop uh we drop one nuclear tactical tactical nuclear weapon in response and then russia they, they they escalated just a tad here yeah and they start to send planes out and they're dropping regular nukes. And now they're starting to attack not only Ukraine, but also the NATO countries uh, on the border of Russia. We see this happen. We launch our planes and we start to nuke uh, some cities in, in Russia. Then they launch their nukes towards us. Well, they've got nukes that are being now launched from missile silos. We better respond. So we launch our missiles from our silos. And if you're watching the Blaze TV, it is stunning the the look. Already three and a half million people are dead. And that's just basically in Europe and Russia. Now we launch just from the center of our country. We don't launch the full thing. We launch from our subs and we launch into Russia and we aim at their nuclear silos. But as our nukes are coming down on their silos, they realize we better launch because we will lose our silos and all of our nukes. And so they launch at our nuclear silos. It's great, it's great. Because then we're gonna launch again on other silos and then it gets even better because then they launch at our 30 biggest cities and then we launch on their biggest cities and then global warming is true it goes from 80 <laughs> degrees to 7000 degrees overnight you it's have great. To, you have no choice but to laugh uh, but it is really really it's, disturbing and this is again from Princeton. It's not just something somebody made, right? And it's it, what's what's so concerning about this is if you want to reduce the surplus population, 
if you believe there is such a thing as a surplus population, if you want to reset the entire world, remember, who's Putin's brain? Who's Putin's brain? Putin's brain is Alexander Dugan. Alexander Dugan is the guy who came up with this whole thing in Ukraine. And his plan ends with literally, in his words, the literal biblical Armageddon. That we must completely destroy all of technology and and all of the old world, if you will, the one we're currently living in, so the world can be reset. He makes Klaus Schwab seem like my best friend. That's who designed this. So what you might think could never happen could very well happen. Because remember, the things we're talking about in the news today, much of it I told you would happen. And even I thought to myself, can it? That can't happen. Really? And look at the world we're living in. We'll be watching his speech. We're waiting for him to address the U.N. General Assembly. Uh, They're calling it a critical speech, a response to Vladimir Putin. We will be watching that closely in the next few minutes. Stand by. You know, the world would be a much nicer place if just people just were happy with their stuff and you let other people keep their stuff. But no, 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 we can't do that. That's my territory. No, that's my territory. This is my nuke. Well, I'll show you my nukes. Ah, uh, sharing. Sharing is really what it's all about, huh? We have cyber criminals on a much smaller scale who can't just leave well enough alone. They have to have your stuff as well. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It is part of a digital war. It is. Everything we do is online. So you don't want to cut Internet security and safety out of your budget. Get 25% off right now of subscription to LifeLock. I think they're the best in the business. They're the top of the line in cybersecurity. They have both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK, 25% off. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Joe Biden has uh, just uh, entered uh, the United Nations where he's expected to give a speech on Ukraine. We are going to be following that uh, closely for you. This is a critical speech. By the way, doesn't uh, Zelensky have a war to fight or something? He was at the Clinton Global Initiative in New York yesterday. You know, so he's got time for that. Got time for that. That's good. I'm glad. Maybe we could send him some more stuff to uh, to help him. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just looking at uh, the news and what is happening. And uh, we have J.D. Vance coming up here. Yeah, that's a big one. We we haven't had him on yet, have we? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. They're doing everything they can to destroy that guy. Oh, yeah. That's uh, they, and he was like the hero. He was like the artistic hero. I mean, they're making Netflix movies with the guy's work, and he yeah. was this. And then all of a sudden, he decided. No, he might be even worse than Trump. Now, yeah, of course, everybody who is now running is worse than Trump, and he's running in Ohio in a relatively close race. What do the polls show? Because there's some really good poll numbers that are starting to come out. I think it's good if you if you have been following the left wing sort of spin on this that there's incredible democratic momentum. momentum. I think you'd look at the polls and you say, well, actually, a lot of these races are really close. A lot of them have moved much closer. You know, Pennsylvania and Arizona come to mind much closer than they were, which doesn't usually indicate democratic momentum. I mean, this they were democratic leads. Now the democratic leads are much smaller, or they're tied. That's we also, momentum. We've also seen uh, uh, J.D. Vance and Herschel Walker, who were in some polls slightly behind oh, yeah. a month or two Herschel ago. Walker, now are like 15 points behind. It's now slightly ahead. Yeah. Which is a uh, reverse. That, that, that's what I would call momentum. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, the, and So I think if you look at this and you say, okay, this is a Republican year, they're going to easily sweep the Senate, you, would be, you wouldn't love these polls. If you look at this and you say, wait a minute. Everyone's been saying the Democrats have all this momentum. The Dobbs decision has turned the tables and and now the Democrats are running away with this thing. You look at these polls and you say, wait a minute, it looks like the Republicans are uh, right there. I mean, this is a what I would say right now is just a really freaking close election. Uh, some of right. these races uh, will teeter uh, back and forth and whichever way they turn, like like in J.D. Vance's race, could be the control of the Senate and it could mean um, a a crazy left-wing Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. I mean, this is there's yeah, a if lot. We don't of have line. the Senate. We we could very well have a very crazy, crazy left-wing uh, Supreme Court justice being nominated and sworn in. Uh, the Senate is really important. Republicans, independents, anybody who is aware of what's really going on, you have got to vote and get someone to vote with you get them in the car with you and make sure everyone you know votes the glenn back program uh if you happen to be struggling not you hillary but uh, others might be struggling with hair loss i can't recommend keeps highly enough keeps has clinically proven fda approved hair treatments that are available online so they make it really super easy Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take care of the hair that you have, your Keeps physician can keep you uh, with the right products and develop a personalized hair saving routine that works for you. If you're dealing with hair loss, you know it can be tough. You see the old pictures. You see maybe your barber pointing out, hey, you know, things are thinning a little bit up here. Uh, Maybe you're shopping for some more baseball caps. You could get a buzz cut. You can do that. But why do it when you have Keeps in your corner instead? It's incredibly easy. There's no waiting lines, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of its competitors. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. If the balding jokes are wearing thin, join thousands of guys who save their hair with Keeps. Keeps.com slash save 50% off your first order. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Keeps.com slash save.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Coming up in 60 seconds, U.S. Senate candidate, the author of Hillbilly Elegy, J.D. Vance, joins us next. Mike Lindell has... uh, Mike Lindell has come under attack like nobody's business. I, I, I can't, I can't believe I'm living in a country where the pillow guy had his car surrounded at a fast food restaurant where they said, turn over your phone, turn over your phone. And what for? What we think is because he thought the election had been stolen. Oh. Well, that when was that? Was that against the law? This guy, they are doing everything they can to run him out of business, which makes me more apt to support people. Uh, and uh, my pillow, they've got great sheets. They have uh, great towels. They they have great slippers, and the slippers are on sale for twenty nine ninety eight. It's a ninety uh, or a seventy nine ninety eight dollar value. So you're saving a buttload of money. And you're also supporting a guy that our government is attacking right now. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code Beck and receive this incredible limited time offer. They come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. 800-966-3117. Joining us now uh, is the U.S. Senate candidate in Ohio, J.D. Vance. Hello, JD. How are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? I'm uh, I'm good. I'm I'm wildly concerned about my country. I'm sure you are as well. Um, you know, you have you have the experience uh, where you came up from nothing. In fact, I, I would say worse than nothing in some ways. Um, you lived the Allentown uh, Billy Joel song, except it was called Middletown. Um, you saw the problems, you see the problems with fentanyl and jobs being lost. What are you seeing on the ground now as you're going through Ohio? Well, I think in a lot of ways, of course, the last couple of years have made the problems that I care a lot about so much worse. The open border has meant even more fentanyl in Ohio than there was a few years ago. Uh, The inflation crisis has taken, you know, even people with pretty good jobs, are now struggling financially in a way that they weren't a few years ago. And, of course, you know, the crime thing is just insane. Um, I, I really, of all the issues where I feel strongly about the Biden administration, about the left, the crime thing in particular is the one that I just can't wrap my head around. You know, we used to have this, like, bipartisan consensus in this country that we would lock up violent criminals. Uh, but Joe Biden and my Democratic opponent, Tim Ryan, seem to feel differently about this. So, look, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about the country, too. I think we have a lot of go- a lot going for us in the state of Ohio, but unless we get better federal policy, uh, we're going to keep going in the wrong direction. So let's let's talk about um, you know you've been made into a Nazi monster, uh, which is <laughs> is crazy. Everybody everybody that yep. uh, that poses a threat is a Nazi monster, and the last thing you should do is even listen to them or anything else. Um, Tell me what you are for and the difference between you and uh, Tim Ryan. Well, you know, I'm I'm for 
closing down the southern border and stopping the flow of fentanyl coming into the country. Uh, I'm for immigrants assimilating into American culture uh, and not and not standing aside and, and stepping apart from it. I am for locking up violent criminals and supporting our police. And I'm for, you know, actually drilling oil and gas in America so that we have prices that are lower and companies that are more productive. I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And of course, there's a lot of other things that I'm for. And I think on all those issues, Tim Ryan stands on the other side of it. He's been very pro this crazy movement of, of defunding police and letting violent criminals out of prison. He's, he's never met a, a border policy that he actually wants to enforce and apply. Uh, and he's, he's never seen a green energy boondoggle that he doesn't want to support. Um, and so, you know, it's just a very different thing. Now, I will say, Glenn, the crazy thing about our race is, you know, Tim Ryan, who stands against the values of Ohio on all the issues I just mentioned, has had this very deliberate and shameless campaign where he said, actually, I don't agree with all of the votes that I took two years ago. <laughs> and he's sort of betting on us not having the resources or I guess not having the intelligence to recognize that we need to whack him on this stuff. And I, I guess he, he's really betting that those of us in Ohio are idiots and that we're not going to notice the fact that he's been a complete, shameless, democratic lackey well, for 20 years in Washington, D.C. He's been caught on tape recently saying to progressives, you can count on me. I'm just not going to focus on that during the election. I mean, That's I don't exactly trust right. I don't trust somebody immediately. I mean, if you were saying that to people, look, I really believe in the Constitution, but I'm not going to talk about it. But I'm a strict <laughs> constitutional. Why? If you believe in something, you should be saying that uh, you do believe in the Constitution. Right? Uh, I do. Yeah, 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 okay. so. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty, pretty good to us yeah. over these you know, 230 some odd years. But. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty wild, man. And this is the campaign that he's running. And it, it, it look, he knows where Ohioans are. He knows that he has an unpopular Democratic president. So he's trying to basically run as a, as a sort of diet Republican in this campaign. But again, the problem for him is that we now are really telling the story both about who I am, but also about who Tim Ryan is. And I think that his jig is up. Tell me uh, what, what you think of ESG. Well, look, I think it's basically a way for some very, very nefarious people to take over the entire economy. I mean, if you think about what what this ultimately means, it it effectively is that unless you think the way that they want you to think, and unless you invest in the products and buy the products they want you to buy, you're effectively not allowed to buy and sell in the modern world economy. Um, You know, what what it will mean effectively, I think, is misery and devastation. I think it's. I think, I think the goal here is control, but I, I don't think that you can actually run a prosperous first world economy by abolishing fossil fuels or by firing people who have the wrong political opinions. And of course, that's where ESG leads. So I, I think end result of this is is desperation and misery. And so I think even the advocates of ESG are going to realize what a horrible mistake it was before long. Uh, from your lips to God's uh, to God's ears, I hope so. It is uh, they at the Global Clinton Initiative uh, yesterday. They were uh, talking about, hey, people who are anti woke and anti ESG, they're posing a problem, and it's becoming dangerous. Jitty, we, we've heard uh, over the past uh, couple of uh, weeks here that people like Ron DeSantis are involved in human trafficking as they're 
uh, transporting illegal immigrants uh, to places like Martha, Martha's Vineyard, New York City, Chicago. What do you think of these moves and uh, what do you think of the media's reaction to it? Well, if, I, if Ron DeSantis is a human trafficker, then I guess Joe Biden is is the world kingpin of human trafficking. <laughs> because, you know, 50, if, I mean, I get, it's, it's so weird if you think about this, Glenn. Their argument is that 50 people in Martha's Vineyard or 50 people in Chicago, Illinois, is a terrible immigration crisis. But 2 million people in South Texas uh, and the rest of the country is, is just a, one big party, right? And, 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 I, and I think that, you know, I, I, the shamelessness here is off the charts. Like I was talking with my wife about this. She's not especially political, uh, but she, even she was kind of like, you know, it's really ridiculous for them to say that you can't take 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, especially when it looks like the 50 people who went to Martha's Vineyard, the illegal aliens, they, they knew what they were doing, right? They mm-hmm. signed consent forms. They were told where they were going. So it, it, it's much ado about nothing. But what it does show, Glenn, is that, the radicals are, are, are they are playing a different game than the one that, that those of us on the conservative side are playing. You so, know, you, you, you bring in two million people illegally, and the worst you will get from a lot of Republicans is one. You take 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, and they're talking about prosecuting Ron DeSantis. Like, this should reveal exactly what we're up against. And I hope that a lot of conservatives, especially conservative leadership, wakes up to that fact. Because I think, frankly, Glenn, a lot of your listeners – a lot of your viewers, a lot of people who are paying attention, they get what time it is. I don't think that our leadership really does. I don't think anybody really, really does. I mean, I, w- would you agree? We we are being pitted against each other. And I think there's maybe, maybe 19% of the population, and I think I'm being generous, that actually believes in these crazy, crazy extremes of, we got to destroy the country, or we got to take it over for the Aryan race, any of that crap. There's very few people that actually believe in that. But we're being pitted against each other because what's happening all over the world, and you're seeing it all over the world, is the elites, the giant corporations, the giant money people, and the giant politicians have all decided where the world is going and they are using the Republican Democrat stuff, I think as a great distraction and pitting us against each other. So we don't look and go, wait a minute, what are you guys doing? Would you agree yeah, with that? So, so, yeah. So look, I, I think a lot of us look around and they say, you know, we say like, look, things have gotten so crazy. I mean, we're, we're now paying pharmaceutical companies billions of dollars a year to effectively experiment on children with this hormonal therapy. Mm. Um, and a lot of us look around and we're, we're understandably depressed about it. The thing that I always try to push back against is we have to remember, this is a very small set of rich and powerful people that are doing these things. Most Americans, I, I still really believe that most Americans, we're normal people, we just want to live normal lives, and we want to grow up in a country where things aren't going totally insane. Um, it, you know, it, it's like if you look at the, 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 the statistics here, uh, the most pro-abortion group of Democrats is highly educated, highly wealthy liberals. I mean, these are the people who want abortion up to 40 weeks of birth, and they want taxpayers to pay for it. The most pro-life group of Democrats is middle-class black people, right? So th- I think most people basically have not gone completely insane. But you're exactly right. Bet- behind all of these policies, and this is where, you know, I think conservatives, we have to wake up to it. It's not just big government anymore, right? Behind a lot of these policies 
are very wealthy, very powerful multinational corporations that are getting rich from these problems, right? We look around and say, why do the jobs all go to China? Why are pharmaceutical companies experimenting on small mm-hmm. children? Uh, why, why are we banning the investment? Or why are we banning fossil fuels in Europe and we're getting close to doing it in America? It's not just stupid government policy. We have to recognize a lot of people are getting rich off of that. Oh, yeah. So I think we recognize that those people are getting rich off of it. We can finally identify the source of the problem and start to fix it. And if I'm not mistaken, Tim Ryan actually called uh, on getting rid of the gasoline engine back in 19, didn't he? Maybe you don't know that. Bernie Sanders, I, I, yeah, when, when Bernie Sanders said we need to get rid of gas-powered cars by 2050, Tim Ryan said, no, no, no. That's not soon enough. We have to do it by 2040. And again, you got to follow the money here. Look at who's donating to Tim Ryan's campaign. Look at how much of a financial stake they have in what's going on in lithium mining and in a lot of the EV industry uh, here in this country. And then step back even further and say, look at all of the investment professionals who have gotten very wealthy by banning investments in fossil fuels. Where are they donating their money? Where is Wall Street donating its money? Uh, remember back in 2012, I believe that Mitt Romney earned the donations of Wall Street uh, against against Obama about two to one. Yeah. In 2020, it was something like nine to one for Joe Biden. So if you follow the money here, what you see is that the people who have I, I really think the word for this, Glenn, is plunder. There, mm-hmm. there are people who have gotten rich from the decimation of the American middle class. Oh, yeah. Those people are actively funding my Democratic opponent and they're funding Democrats all across the country. Where are we in time now? I mean, I, I've always that's the most important election ever. I, I think if the Republicans can't stop this, uh, and I'm not sure they can with the, the House and the Senate, but they can do an awful lot if they're determined. If they're not, this will be the last election for Republicans, at least. Um, but th- this that we are at a critical stage. The country could be over quickly some say it already is a constitutional republic is already behind us well i'm always an optimist here on this stuff glenn because i I think the first step of solving a problem is to understand what it is and for the first time in my life i feel like a lot of us are waking up to just how deep and structural some of the issues that we're confronting are so i'm actually hopeful maybe hopeful for the first time in a long time about about the direction of our country bad, and I suspect they're getting a little bit worse. I think they're getting a lot better uh, over the over the 20-year time horizon. And this is, you know, when people say this is the most important election, I, I agree with it, but I also think we have to steal ourselves because 2022, 2024, yeah. and 2026 are going to be extremely important. And we have to be patient. We have to recognize this is a marathon, not a sprint. And we have to really deliberately take back some of the institutions in the country. Here's what the, 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 the crazies have been really good at. They've been really good at seizing institutions um, from the universities to the media to now some of our biggest multinational corporations. And I think that the project for those of us on the conservative side is to recognize that and to recognize that we, we have to we have to make our own march through some of these institutions. We have to build our own things and create some alternatives and, of course, have better public policy. And I, and I think that's the task for us, right? This is not vote the right way in 2022 and we're going to get our country back. It's vote the right way in 2022. And then we go about the very long and deliberate work of rebuilding the institutions of the country. 
Uh, J.D. Vance, he is running for the U.S. Senate in Ohio. Uh, You can follow him and uh, join his campaign or help fund uh, by going to, is it just jdvance.com? That's right, Glenn. Okay. jdvance.com. Ohio, this is critical. This is one of those critical, critical elections If you can, get involved to whatever extent you can, but get involved and get the vote out in Ohio, jdvance.com. J.D., thank you so much. God bless. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. You bet. So uh, the president is speaking right now, uh, and he's, of course, talking about climate change. Um, He also talks a little bit about Ukraine. And Putin, but climate change, of course, is the biggest thing. We all know that, right? I mean, what we're doing with, for instance, the dollar, it's fine, right? Our spending, it's not out of control. Our financial system, I trust it, it seems stable. None of the things that I just said are true. None of them. And we are, you know, I was in a, um, a service uh, parts store yesterday. And I'm standing in line, and this uh, father and uh, daughter turn around, and uh, they he says, "My daughter recognized you first. Now she's thirty, um, but she was she listened every day, and she said, "I feel like I'm crazy because I talk to people all the time, and and they they just will not listen about." The history of money and how the dollar is coming apart. Like, I know, I know. Please don't be left out in the cold. Please have something. We need, we need somebody to have something when we rebuild. Because we're going to be impoverished when, if BRICS and Putin and China ever try to do or actually, actually pull off what they're trying to do now and create another currency... We're screwed in America. Please prepare. Call Goldline now at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. They have an amazing deal right now on the Benjamin Franklin uh, gold rounds. They, uh, they will match them with copper and 25 uh, Mind Your Business silver bars. Find out all about it right now. Call them, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Can we just uh, pick up uh, Joe Biden's speech here live? Russia's war is increasing food insecurity. A roadmap eliminating global food insecurity to eliminating global food insecurity that more than 100 nation member states have already supported. In June, the G7 announced more than $4.5 billion to strengthen food security around the world through USAID's Feed the Future Initiative. Oh, my gosh. USAID, which is being run by Samantha Power, Cass Sunstein's wife, who is dangerous, I think. Um, But uh, she's running all of that money. That money goes to Ukraine. And guess what? They decide, even though they've been against it forever, the population is against it. They're going to pass a law in the middle of a war early on. 
for gay marriage. Even though the population is against it, the their parliament has always been against it. Uh, they do that while they're in the throes, while people are still trying to escape their cities. That's strange. Yeah. How much was it connected to USAID? This is we are living in really dangerous, dangerous times. You just need to stand up for what you know is right. That's all you have to do. And how do you know what's right? Well, first of all, anybody who tells you not to listen to the other side, uh, they're probably they probably don't have the truth on their side. I urge you read everything you can look into everything watch everything you can on all sides you'll find the truth you will find the truth then stand for it and the truth we're dealing with now are just the basic right and wrongs that we all learn from our parents and our grandparents those are being brushed aside you gotta stand up for those things we know are true the glenn back program so Peggy wrote in to me. She said, uh, Baxter, our young Newfoundland, has just turned 10 in November. Baxter was losing all interest in eating. At my husband's suggestion, we got some rough greens. Now he's eating his kibble with it sprinkled on it. He's been very positive. It's, uh, it's a dog that we didn't know would make it in through the new year. Now we don't feel that way at all. Thank you so much. Peggy, I'm glad to hear that. Thank your husband for uh, telling you about Rough Greens. It's not a dog food, as Peggy understands. It's a supplement developed by a naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you put on your dog's food. And it has everything that is really good, including probiotics, um, because all of that stuff is cooked out of their food. You need probiotics. They need it. It's in Rough Greens. And I want you just to get a sample bag. Just see if your dog will eat it. If your dog will eat it, then get the full bag and just watch over the months the changes in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The trial bag is free. Just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, I had a uh, woman call in to the show, and she was telling me about what's happening in Oklahoma schools with books. Listen to what she said. You have it? No? I'm sorry. I thought that's what the video you were saying. Anyway, um, what she said was um, they are now passing out, teachers are now passing out um, uh you know, uh, QR codes for the books that have been banned in the library. And, and it's all about transgenderism and everything else. And my question was, why is this such a priority for the left? Why are they doing this? And why are so many that said just six years ago, seven years ago? Yeah. Well, the next thing is, you know, you're going to say that men can have babies and the left laughed at that and said, that's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. And now it's happening. And they seem to be not only supporting it, but they are trying to tell you you're crazy if you don't believe it. Why? 
guy who I think is really sharp on education is Ryan Walters. I'm a fan of his. He's the Oklahoma Secretary of Education because he is complete no-nonsense. He is running for Oklahoma State Superintendent. Um, Ryan, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks for having me on, Glenn, and thank you for highlighting this as, you know, frankly, this is the final stage of a war that George Soros has been uh, waging against American society for years. And the final stage of it is to completely indoctrinate our kids, supplant teachers with liberal left-wing activists, and turn our schools into a situation where they t- they're taught to hate this country. And then, frankly, they are taught to be the most confused generation in the history of the world, being told that they're gender fluid, being talked about sexuality in their first and second grade classes, being groomed. We have never seen anything like this from a civilized society. So how is this how is this happening? Because the average person is not insane. They know men cannot be pregnant. They know that story hour, you know, in the library with a dude in a dress is not normal, not healthy for children. Um, are the are the average Democrats waking up to this, Ryan? Yes. Uh, you know, in Oklahoma, folks are waking up to it. We finally and I appreciate you shining a light on things where they call it things like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. You know, they put it in every college and, you know, and people go, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Then you get in there and you go, they're making them go on white privilege walks. They're talking to them about how to talk to kids about sex, how to inject pornographic material. We've got these books on these shelves, Glenn, that if someone at a park was showing kids the images that are in these books I know. that are in our schools, they would be arrested. I know. Um, and, and we've got, and we have this teacher and the, uh, the caller was talking about this teacher in Norman who left her job, then said, yeah, I know I did it on purpose. I'll continue to do it in my next job. So I've gone out and said, we need to pull her teaching certificate. She shouldn't be allowed to teach in any school in the state of Oklahoma. Well, and again, you and I've talked about this in Oklahoma. We have a Democrat state superintendent that refuses to do it. But that's the reality of if, if you say you're a, you are a left-wing activist, you're not a teacher, she said, I'm a political activist. Okay, go, go work at Berkeley, go to Yale. There's plenty of left-wing indoctrination up there. Get out of our K-12 schools. We're sending kids there to actually learn the basic knowledge so that they can be workforce ready. We actually want our kids to love our country and understand why we have the greatest country in the world. Take your activism and go somewhere else with it. I will tell you, it's disturbing to see. I mean, in some ways, I'm glad, but in other ways, it's very disturbing. Uh, the latest poll I saw on teachers, only 60% uh, trust their teachers now in their schools. That's way down, way down. Everybody's always said, yeah, well, it's not not, not my teachers at my school. That's great. Uh, they are losing their place in society as a revered um, common sense kind of group of people. You know, and Glenn, you know, you know, my background, I'm a public school teacher. That's my background. And I talk to public school teachers every day that are going, they are completely turning the profession upside down by injecting liberal activists. We have these woke administrators that are going in telling teachers, I'm, I'm dealing with an issue here in Oklahoma where they're telling Telling certain teachers, you are going to go do sex ed with your middle school kids. And the teacher says, no, I'm, no, I'm not. That's, I mean, I'm, t- I'm here to teach math. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> Every teacher in this school will. And you, you get to a point of they are undermining the profession. Your good teachers are not going to stick around. 
because that's not what they got in the profession for. They're completely undermining the trust in our society and just the, the fabric of America where, again, we went from reading, writing, arithmetic. We went to understanding the basics of, of American uh, you know, principles and our foundation, and now it's completely being subverted. And I was, you know, about 10 years ago, Glenn, I was in a training as a history teacher where I had a presenter telling us, you know, you really shouldn't say anything good about the Declaration of Independence Jeez. because Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. You know, and I'm going, and I got into it back and forth with the presenter going, this is outrageous. How do you not understand the, you know, that this was a, a document that changed the course of human history. Well, I'm going to tell you, I feel like we haven't gone down a slope in the last 10 years. We've fallen off a cliff. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, that's tame compared to what we're hearing today. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. hearing stories of, no, you tell them. But, I mean, America is evil to its core. That should be the basis of our history. And, frankly, this is Joe Biden's America. And this is what Joe Biden wants in our schools. Again, Soros has done an amazing job from his perspective of infiltrating every aspect of society and playing in these very foundational elements of getting into our schools. You know, there are, there are countries um, in, uh, in the world that have banned George Soros. He's an enemy of the state and he and his organizations are not allowed uh, in the country because they've seen what he's done in many cases to their economies. Uh, I, I wonder if we're ever going to wake up to his influence. It is so dangerous what he's doing. It, you know, I mean, and that's the, you know, that's the, the sad part is while conservatives, you know, w- we go to work, we're working on our family. We're God fearing people going to church, everything else. We have had this undermining of the entire society an attack on the basic building blocks. And again, I feel education, in our schools, if we lose this battle, we lose the war. We do. I mean, if, if our kids grow up and say, hey, mom, dad, you know, actually, if you believe in, you know, uh, traditional society, if you believe in low tax rates, if you actually believe in the family unit, the mother and father in the home, everything, you know, actually, you're, you're a bigot. Actually, you know, I don't, I don't really care what you, you know, those are bigoted positions. And this country is evil and bigoted to its core. If our young people grow up and believe that, I mean, the country's gone. I mean, and, and that's not hyperbole. That's not over the top. That is, that is just fact of if we lose this generation to, and again, we're not talking about, Hey, 30 or 40 years ago, when we looked at liberal indoctrination, it was, Hey, you know, actually we should, we should pay more in taxes. You know, actually, you know, we should, we should, you know, be pro choice. And it was that stuff, which again, isn't, isn't good, but now we've gone, I mean, I was just thinking the other day, I can't imagine explaining all my grandparents have passed. I can't imagine explaining to them the the sexualization of our kids. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't believe me to tell them this is what we're dealing with in schools now. It, it is again, it's not a slope. It's a cliff that we've fallen off in the indoctrination of our kids. Well, the the key is to not go over the cliff with the rest of society. The key is to recognize Wait, wait, wait. You, you, you want me to do what? Believe what? Say what? No. Um, and if we can just get enough people to square their shoulders, because it's I don't think, Ryan, it's ever been more clear. This is good versus evil. When you're trying to destroy the family, when you're trying to sexualize children, when you are empowering drugs to come into the country, gangs to come into the country, lawlessness to be happening on our streets you're you're on the side of evil and i've i think that it's never been more clear 
um, which side is good. And I'm not talking about Republican Democrat. I'm talking about good versus evil. It's very clear. That, that's right. Again, we're, we're not. I mean, to me, we've moved beyond the stages of, of some of these little skirmishes. We're in this broader battle on what is the future of America? What is the core of America? Again, 60 years ago, you at least had this, you know, a, a Democrat Party who, who, who believed in at least the fundamental principles of America. But now we've got the far left that's hijacked so much of the conversation. But again, in Oklahoma, I mean, I thought, hey, you know, our Democrats, I mean, are, are, are mostly, you know, conservative value people. I mean, it, it is not your California, your New York Democrat. And they talk to me all the time about this stuff going, yeah, this is insane. Like, I cannot believe some of the stuff that's being pushed down. And again, the pornography in schools, the sexualization of kids. I talk to Democrats every day that go, there is no place in our schools for that. But again, if we don't confront it, if we don't address it directly, and that means addressing the perpetrators like this oh, yeah. teacher and making sure that she's not teaching in her classrooms anymore. Yep. But it's also the fundamental, where is it coming from? It's the DEI programs in our higher ed institutions. It's the curriculum that's being pushed into our schools. It is administrators that are going in there that are pushing this at a high level down upon the teachers. And if we don't address it very soon, what's going to happen is all your, all your level-headed teachers, and by the way, you could be a Democrat teacher, a Republican teacher, as long as you walk in the classroom and don't push an, an ideology on kids. Hey, I, you know, I taught a history class and a government class for, for over 10 years. Kids never knew my, you know, they never knew my political, like my personal opinions. I walked in and here's American history. Here's right. what happened. Here's what was going on. If we don't address this, though, what's going to happen is who's going to be left in these schools? You're just going to have the furthest. I mean, you're going to have teachers only to the left of Bernie Sanders. Because why would you walk in as a teacher into an environment where all your administrators are pushing you to push, you know, left wing ideology, sexualization, all this kind of stuff? The only people that are going to be left in our schools are going to be teachers that are more like activists that want to come in there and do that. And that's that's the fear of where this is headed very quickly if we don't turn this around. Uh, Ryan, you're running for Oklahoma State Superintendent. You are the Oklahoma Secretary of Education. If people want to get involved uh, in your campaign and help you, what do they need to do? Yes, sir. Thank you, Glenn. You know, uh, if they could go to the website, RyanWaltersForOklahoma.com. You know, again, the Democrats are using every scare tactic known to man down here uh, to try to to try to win this race. Oh, you know, and are so you I'm a Nazi? The- are you a Nazi yet that <laughs> just hates uh, oh, yeah. everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the above. You know, oh, they yeah. call the name under the book. And, and the National Teachers Union already dumped $2 million in the negative ads against me. Wow. Um, so, I mean, you know, we're, I'm getting it down here. But, you know, I mean, the reality is when you, when you speak truth to what's going on, when you call them out directly on what their plans are, and, and, you, sh- and, you're, and you stand with Oklahomans and say, we're not going to allow the federal government and Joe Biden to push his way into our schools with this radical ideology, they're going to come for you. And Oklahomans are going to see through it. And I, I, I appreciate any help from your audience. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate what you're doing, Glenn. You've done a great job of shining a light well, on all this is being pushed down by the feds and the far left. Thank you. Ryan Walters for Oklahoma.com. Ryan Walters for Oklahoma.com. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, amazing to me is I've talked to several people in different states that say the teachers unions control the legislature. If the teachers union decides to get involved, it's over. Because they have so much money and they overwhelm people. You, you 
You cannot. You have to ask, where's that money coming from? So when you see an ad, you have to know where that money is coming from. If it's coming from the teachers' unions, they are the ones that are pushing this. And they will say and do anything. It's not about our children for them. Those teachers' unions is all about power, control, and money. We, we have got to let our st- state legislators know they are not alone. Uh, and they need to stand against these teachers' unions because they are really one of the biggest roots at the uh, base of this sick, sick tree. So, I bet you never thought the food you put away for emergencies could also be delicious and could actually save you money in the end. Uh, when you get it from My Patriot Supply, that's exactly what's going to be. You're going to have nutritious food that will keep your family fed when there is a problem. And believe me, there's a million problems that could happen. Uh, when you get it from My Patriot Supply, uh, you also will save money. Just think of all of the food that you have to buy and the inflation that is coming. Another 8 10% is coming by this time next year. How are you going to afford that? If you can start storing up on emergency food, uh, you will save a lot of money. You'll get delicious entrees, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, totaling more than 2,000 calories a day. Make sure that your energy and your strength are there in a crisis. Calories count. So please go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Grab your 20% discount. Preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we're just talking off air. Thanksgiving is coming and... Uh, I, I I have a goal, but I don't know how to accomplish it. I don't know exactly how it can be done. I've been thinking about the town that my family and I, we go to uh, for Thanksgiving. And it's just this little town, maybe 5,000 people, you know, in two towns combined. Um, and usually we'll go up and we'll help deliver turkeys or whatever to needy families. And uh, and we realize, gee, how blessed we really are. Uh, but we don't get to know the families at all. And, you know, sometimes you have these these dinners where people come who are hungry. But then it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it's it's I don't know. It's just different. They're separate again. How how can we all get together for Thanksgiving and and include the people in our own neighborhoods that are you know, struggling in our own towns without it being some handout thing. It's just bring food. Don't bring food. If you have it, great. If you don't, no big deal. Nobody's going to know. And we just all get together for Thanksgiving. Well, first idea is we go to the most accepting community in America, Martha's Vineyard, and we all (laughs) gather there. (laughs) No, uh, you know, we we did something like this. Remember for July 4th years ago, where we had a bunch of people from the community kind of come together and we did a July 4th. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was in Cleveland. Uh, Outside of Cleveland. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was Cleveland. Yeah. It was outside. And it was really cool because it was a bunch of people. It wasn't just listeners. It was was a bunch of people from the community getting together and enjoying a great time. We'll talk about that Mm. in the next coming days.